the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You just remember my word. Stay in my word. And and if you stay in his word, you'll understand the times that we're living in and the signs of the times. And you'll understand where we are on God's prophetic clock and how close we are to the last days because he spells it all out. But so many Christians are just completely asleep to it because they're not in his word. Stay in the word. God, through Malachi, had a rebuke for his people. They gave no effort to knowing and following his word, and they lost interest in knowing, loving, and serving God. And today, as Pastor Dan will challenge you to, instead, cling to God. Don't lose your faith and stay in his word. His word will give you understanding, guidance, hope, and truth to navigate through life. We're close to Jesus' second coming. It's so important in these last days to abide in Jesus and treasure his word to you. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Malachi chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Son of righteousness will arise upon the earth like the sun, S-U-N. And he will arise with healing in his wings. And, and the picture here is that uh, the, the sun rays, as the sun rises, the sun rays will stretch out over the face of the earth like the wings of a bird. And everywhere the sun rays reach will have a healing effect. And during the reign of Jesus Christ on the earth, the earth will be healed. I'm not getting squirrely on you. you know, I'm not getting like hippy-dippy on you kind of thing. You see the brokenness in this world. You see the brokenness in the world. You see the effects of sin in the world. You see the effects of pride. You see the effects of wickedness. You see the effects of rebellion against God. We see the breakdown of society and culture. We feel it. You feel it. You can feel that the world is broken. And Jesus will bring healing to this world. He will bring healing to mankind and restoration. Not only healing from the effects of sin, which he will do. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Jesus brings and will bring healing for sin. But Jesus will also bring healing to all of creation. Romans eight twenty two tells us that 
the whole creation groans right now and labors with birth pangs. All of creation was marred and ruined by the fall of Adam. All of creation has been affected by sin. And in the kingdom age, Jesus Christ will restore creation. In Isaiah chapter 11, it tells us that during the kingdom age, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them, the cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. All of creation will be healed. All of creation will be restored when Jesus Christ returns. Not just mankind. In Ezekiel chapter 47, it describes a river that will flow from the temple in Jerusalem during the kingdom age. And we're told everywhere the river flows brings healing and restoration and life to the land. The land will be healed. Again, the kingdom age will be a time of righteousness and healing. Things will return back to like the Garden of Eden before the fall. All, everything that was lost by mankind because of sin will be restored back. It says in Isaiah 65 that the child will die at 100 during the kingdom age. Imagine that. Going to a funeral for someone that's 100 years old and said they were so young. It's so much life ahead of them. It's such a tragedy. You go to a funeral for somebody today that's 90 or 100 years old, and well, they, you know, probably better, you know, kind of thing. I mean, that's what you're thinking. Look at verse 2 again. The Lord says to that remnant that will come through the tribulation and enter into the kingdom age, he says, you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Like, like, you know, the, the picture here is like calves that have been cooped up in the stall that are finally let out. And they go out leaping for joy, you know, kind of once they're turned loose. And when Christ returns and he reigns upon the earth as king of kings and lord of lords, when the son of righteousness arises on the earth with healing in his wings, God's people will go out rejoicing and celebrating finally because the king has come. He goes on here in verse 3. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord will give his people victory over the wicked. The wicked shall be ash under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. This is going to be the Lord's doing on behalf of man. On behalf of his people. Now remember, the Lord is addressing this, this faithful remnant that fear him and esteem his name. And he tells them, hey, the day is coming. The day is coming. You know, things look terrible now. You know, you, you seem like you're this little island now in a world that's gone crazy. But the day is coming 
and it's burning like an oven when I will deal with the wicked and the ungodly once and for all. You'll never have to worry about them again. And now going into verse four, the Lord gives that remnant just some practical instructions as if to say, hey, in the meantime, while you're waiting for that day to come, here's what you should do. Look at verse four. Here's what he says. Don't miss it. Remember the law of Moses. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Malachi exhorts them to remember God's word. Remember God's word. It is all this wickedness and evil and sin all around you. You guys, you're this little small remnant that has esteemed the Lord and you've stayed faithful to him. And but there's this day coming that's going to be burning like an oven when God will deal with all of the wickedness and all of the sin and all of the pride that is messing everything up. He's going to deal with that one day. In the meantime, you just remember God's word. You remember God's word. Throughout their history, Israel got into trouble because they forgot God's word. Because they departed from God's word. Because they disregarded God's law. And so God exhorts the people to remember, and the idea here is remember and obey God's word. You know, to Joshua, to Joshua, the Lord said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The Lord says to Joshua, as Joshua is stepping into the leadership of the nation, he says to Joshua, stay in the word constantly. Stay in the word continually, and your way will prosper, and you'll have good success. To Timothy... It was a young pastor of a church. The Apostle Paul writes, until I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation and to doctrine. Paul says to Timothy, until I come, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, to exhortation and to teaching them. And Paul goes on to say, give yourself completely to these things. This is all I want you to do, Timothy. Just just be all about this. Reading the scriptures to the congregation, to exhortation, and to just teaching them the word. In Acts chapter 20, when Paul met with the leaders of the church in Ephesus for one last time, knowing that he was not going to see them again, he exhorted them. And then he said, listen to this. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Paul said, I'm, never gonna, I'm not going to see you again this side of glory. So I'm commending you to God and to his word. And I know that his word will build you up and will give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And for us, for us here tonight, as we look around at the world we're living in, well, what should we do? Continue in the word. Abide in his word, meditate in his word day and night, abide in Christ and in his word. That should be our focus. Just so simple. God would say to us, just stay in his word. Just stay in his word. But did you see what they're doing? Have you heard? 
Yeah, I know. But I want you to stay in his word. But have you read? Yeah, I know. Stay in his word. Now, this is the this is the final thing that God says in the Old Testament to his people. There's gonna be 400 years of silence. And then you enter into the New Testament. And and we've seen in our Matthew study that when the Messiah, Jesus Christ, came to Israel, most of them missed him. They missed him. They didn't recognize him as their Messiah. In the 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, they didn't abide in his word. And so when their Savior came, the Messiah came, they didn't recognize him. Or the time of his visitation. If they would have remained in his word, they would have recognized Jesus Christ when he came. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And you know, God has so much more to say about His second coming than His first coming. And He would say to us tonight, stay in my word. You just remember my word, stay in my word. And, and if you stay in His word, you'll understand the times that we're living in and the signs of the times. And you'll understand where we are on God's prophetic clock and how close we are to the last days because he spells it all out. But so many Christians are just completely asleep to it because they're not in his word. Stay in the word. So then he says in verse five. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah, we're told in the New Testament. He came as the messenger who prepared the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the first time. He's the messenger that's mentioned back in chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. That was John the Baptist. This prophecy here in verse 5 says, Elijah himself will come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, this is why this prophecy is why the religious leaders asked John the Baptist, are you Elijah who is to come? Because Elijah will come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Again, that phrase, the day of the Lord, is referring to, most often referring to, the tribulation period. So this prophecy is telling us before the tribulation begins, Elijah the prophet will come. Remember, Elijah the prophet never died. He went up into heaven in a chariot of fire. And here we're told that Elijah will come 
to prepare the way for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, many scholars believe Elijah will be one of the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. If you're taking notes. And the reason that they believe one of those witnesses will be Elijah, even though the two witnesses are not named, one reason for this is because the two witnesses have the power to shut up the heavens and cause a drought on the earth, which is something that the prophet Elijah did during his ministry. Uh, Many believe the second witness in Revelation chapter 11 will be Moses, because the two witnesses turn water to blood and send plagues upon the entire earth. That's something that Moses did in the book of Exodus. But we, we, we can't say uh, definitively that those two witnesses are Elijah and Moses. But we can say that Elijah will come before the second coming of Jesus Christ and before the tribulation begins. Elijah will come. And verse 6 tells us why Elijah will come. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Listen to what this is saying. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Elijah will come specifically to restore families. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their Fathers, which indicates to us that in the last days, families will be fractured. Families will be broken more than at other times in history. There's going to be something different in the last days about how families are broken and, and fractured. Turn with me over to Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Paul writes, but know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. And so that's the time stamp for us. He's talking about the last days. In the last days, perilous times will come, or times of stress is what that means. And he describes for us now what will characterize the last days that will be perilous. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, notice, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. People will despise what is good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Now, notice back up in verse 2, you see that one of the things that will characterize the last days, that will be part of the, the perilous times of the last days, is children will be disobedient to their parents. That's that's one of the characteristics of the last days listed here. And then in verse 3, notice that first word in the New King James, it's unloving. And the Old King James, it says, without natural affection. Without natural affection. The the word means to be unloving or hard-hearted towards your own family members. 
you know, natural affection. You know, to, you know it's, it's natural to love your children. It's natural for a child to love uh, their, their parents. But, but people will lack natural affection in the last days. They'll be unloving to and toward their own family members. And this, this will characterize the last days. Now, if you go back to Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, we're told that, that God will use Elijah the prophet in the last days to turn hearts, to bring people to repentance, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, to, to bring people to repentance and to prepare people for the, the coming of Jesus Christ. Just as John the Baptist, how he called Israel to repentance to prepare the way for the Lord and to get themselves right and ready for the first coming of Jesus Christ. Elijah, the prophet, will call people to repentance before the second coming of Jesus Christ so that they receive Jesus Christ when he comes again the second time. And this verse is speaking of more than just reconciliation within, within families, which is wonderful. Uh, but Matthew chapter 17, verse 11, there Jesus said, Elijah will restore all things. Not just families. He's going to restore all things or prepare all things. The children of Israel in the last days, as they go into the tribulation period, one of the one of the purposes of the tribulation period that will come upon the earth is to cause the children of Israel, the Jewish people, to turn back to the God of their fathers. The God of the patriarchs, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to, to turn back to the Lord, lest, he says here in verse 6, lest the earth be cursed and just wiped out by God. And during the tribulation period, the Jewish people will turn their hearts back to God. They'll receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah when he returns to the earth. We're told that in Zechariah 12.10. Now, rabbis today, when they read Malachi... They don't like to conclude the reading of Malachi with a curse. It's the last verse of the Bible. Not exactly a high note. And so rabbis today, when they read Malachi, after they read verse 6, they repeat verse 5. So they end with the hope of the coming of the Lord. And for us Jesus Christ took the curse for us when he was on the cross. He took the curse. He took the penalty. He took the punishment. He paid our debt in full. And we're looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church, to take us to heaven, to be with him. We're actually, we're not looking for the son of righteousness to arise. That's speaking of his second coming. We're looking for the bright and morning star. The bright and morning star is the star that appears in the sky just before dawn. Jesus is described in Revelation as the bright and morning star. And it's a reference to the rapture of the church before the, the sun of righteousness arises, before the sun arises, the sun is preceded by the bright and morning star. Jesus Christ will come for his church And take us to heaven to be with him. And we're eagerly waiting for Jesus Christ to come for us. And take us to heaven to be with him. Amen. Amen. Amen.
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk or share a prayer request, we'd like to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. Are you looking for additional messages from this series? You can find them at calvaryec.com as well under the Media tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe and get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this Old Testament book of Malachi. Pastor Dan will help bring some clarity to what this book is about, so be sure to join us again right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that cry. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.